How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. It's impossible to ignore the throbbing pain of wisdom teeth. So fix it before it's too late. The team at Dental Lounge are wisdom teeth experts and with everything handled in-house, they can quickly get you back to living without pain. Dental Lounge can even organise comfortable payment options for you. Pay nothing up front or select 12 months interest-free. To find out if you're eligible, just tap the banner. G'day everybody, welcome to episode number 18 of the Carlton Show and another fantastic week for the footy club. I don't know what you've been like, but the has been humming through my head pretty much non-stop since uh, Saturday night uh, when we did a number on a team that I reckon just thought they are going to roll over us again. Uh, great to have your company again. Great to be with you, Paul Barbaza. Lovely to see you. Gentlemen. And Andy, <laughs> yeah, no, it's great, great feeling at the moment. Um, cloud nine, magnificent. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Hello, Gek man. How are you, gents? Uh, yeah. Another great week to watch a team and be very proud of what we're seeing. Now, before we get into dedicating uh, the episode, and it's quite tough, number eighteen. Look, I don't know. My research Ooh. only extends so far back, and I must have been, I haven't done that much regarding it. But is it? Do either of you know? Has the number 18 not been worn in a premiership winning team? That can't be right, can well, it? N- not to my knowledge. Not in far, our lifetime. Not in our lifetime, no. But that's, can you that's, believe that? that's a damning stat. Mm. In our lifetime. We've been, we've, we've been alive since we've seen 68, 70, 72, 79, 81, 82, 87, 95. Mm. The number 18 has not been... Now, I, I, I can't vouch for prior to that. Um but I don't know whether somebody can point it out to us. If the 18's been worn by a player in a premiership winning side for Carlton, we want to know. Yeah, I, at, at I, I, I can't see it at the moment. So before we dedicate it, uh, we've got a sponsor. We Ooh, have a sponsor. Somebody's jumped on board. Hey, hey. Um, and it is Black Velvet Coffee. Oh, yummy. The best yummy. Co- we all love you, we're a coffee drinker. We're all Absolutely. coffee drinkers. Absolutely. Just smash a cold. Smash about love it. four or five a day. Uh, my dr- coffee drinking pleasure has never known the sorts of heights that it does now that I'm drinking black velvet coffee. It is, without any shadow of a doubt, that, and I'm not a coffee connoisseur, but there's something special about black velvet coffee, Baz. Oh, mate, something I, special I, about I, it, mate. Very special. It's smooth. Uh, and I'll tell you now, I've I've had quite a few of these black velvet coffees. And um, I, Darren might be a little bit upset what I'm going to say here, though. I like it with my dad's homemade uh, moonshine, a bit of grappa, and get the short black, put a nice little mm. thumb thumbprint of uh, grappa in there, bang, down the hatch. In the winter, in those winter work. months. Oh, when you so, early. so there's a 10% discount on all orders placed on their website, blackvelvetcoffee.com.au. I was going to say write it down, but it's a podcast, so you don't need to, you can just scroll back 10 seconds if you've missed it. Blackvelvetcoffee.com.au by entering the discount code Carlton Show upon checkout. That's all you got to do. Place your order. You get 10% off blackvelvetcoffee.com.au discount code Carlton Show. There's also 10% off all retail bags of coffee purchased in store by mentioning, oh, hello. That's a slab. 
phone on during a record. 10% off all retail bags of copy purchase in store by mentioning the Carlton Show. Um, next week, we'll have to tell you where their stores are because I've got no idea. And any cafe owners interested in talking to Darren and the team, um, re-wholesale coffee are offered special deals on pricing and a gift upon changing over to Black Velvet, blackvelvetcoffee.com.au. There you go. Keep Beautiful. it to yourself, Carlton Show members. This is an exclusive thing only for the brethren. Exactly. That's well, it. no, they don't care. Black Velvet don't care. If they have a 1,000 people who don't brag for Carlton going online and using the Carlton show as their checkout code, then they don't care. Okay. Well, surely we can get the whole 16,000 listening at the moment to get, uh, you know, chime in there somewhere. Our challenge now, we, we the midweek, the buy, the buy episode, we had over 16,000 downloads of the show, which knocks your socks Goodness off. gracious. So man. our challenge is for everybody who's listening to this, go and tell a mate who, who's not previously on because we want to get up to 32. That's our challenge. I want to be greedy. And don't forget, go to iTunes, subscribe, do a thingo, review. Number 18. Uh, I've written down a couple. Uh, Kevin Heath, who came from Hawthorne. Kevin Heath. There yeah. you go. Uh, and Peter Satori, who yep. I think they both played about 60-odd games. Or something, was Seven, that? 78, Kevin Heath, and 54, Peter Satori. Yeah. Peter Satori could have been anything. He was a beautiful, he had great scratches. Yeah, I, I, do, I, I do vaguely remember him. from WA. Yeah, WA. Yeah, yeah, and then he went so, yeah. finished at Fitzroy, I reckon. He might have finished his ah, career. Ah, he did. That's right. Um, exactly. But uh, no, yeah, but beautiful We'll, we'll dedicate it to those couple, I suppose. Oh, i got Brian Walsh. Oh, okay. Brian Lurdy, Walsh. Lurdy yeah, goal yeah. kick in 1973. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like um, that. But it would have been a good... Would have been in a good side. I don't reckon he played... He didn't get into the 72 grand final team. He played 71, 75 or 76, I reckon. And... Um, yeah, no, good team. But so 73, the year after... So he's, he's leading goal kicker in 73, the year after we won the grand final. Well, what was he? Full forward. It's no. Sort of a... Kind of like a mid-sized... Could do it all. Go back with the flight. Hit up lead, leading forward. He's leading good. goal kicker. Oh, I stand to be corrected, but I think he was leading goal kicker in 1973. Hats off to you, Brian. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll go with you, So Brian. we go with Walshie? Yeah, Brian yeah Walsh. I know Walshie. Yeah. You know, we, we could have done. I think I'm right in saying this, but there's a John Lloyd... Who played uh, twenty nine games? And Lord, he's a friend of the podcast. We could, I think, John Lord might be his old man. We mm. could have given it to his old man, but no, Lordy, we're not going to. No, and as no. For you, as no, for you, Kane Corns, no. as for Kane Corns, who's another friend of the podcast in the media, see, Kane Corns got straight on the front foot the other night on Twitter and said, "Dale Thomas has to get weeks." He said, "Thomas gone has to get weeks for um, for the contested ball that saw Adam Sard run into oh, his." No. I think he's borderline. I think he's borderline on that one. The fact that he forfeited picking the ball no, up. No, but he tried to pick the ball up. Well, either that, um, we know he's a very clever man. Maybe in that split second he weighed up his options. I oh, know well, you've got to weigh up your options. That's what Somebody you're was going to get crunched in that yeah, situation. But, but that's what does the AFL like want you to do with the no, way no, the... No, no, all I'm saying is we will <laughs> never really know what those you know, what his mind was actually ticking over with at that oh, point. Oh, I think I don't think there was any intent at all to take the man instead of the ball. I reckon the ball he left the ball marginally behind. I'll be I'll be shocked if Well I'll is. say this with quite confidence. Mm. The MRP, given their track record this year, cannot ping him. I, oh no. No. Given what no. they've let go through no. to the keeper this year, they cannot ping him for that. Oh, well, that's disappointing because I, I actually just put down the point here. I wanted to talk about the Thomas bump on Saad. Well, go your hardest. No, I just wanted to talk about it. I didn't realise that we're going to talk about it in a term of like him getting weeks for this. Well, what did you want to say about it? 
I thought it was fantastic. So did I. I thought it was actually what was required at the time. And I think players sort of reacted to it, lifted to it a bit. Mm. Um, you might be right, Gex. I don't know. what. How would we know right now if that's going to be weeks or not? I wouldn't have a clue anymore. What's what's weeks yeah, and what's not? Yeah, I've got no idea. It's a very so really it's wanna, a very grey yeah. one. I don't, and I don't when really it's grey, wanna... they just they don't go there. As far as yeah. I, that's so you're going to be I safe. See. I reckon he's he'll be fine given what we've seen this year. So you probably get ten weeks. <laughs> well, I reckon there's worse things that have happened this week uh, in other games of footy uh, where the intent has been much more significant mm. uh, and intentional. Mm. Um, the, the intent is intentional. And some big names involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. If which you, is yeah. which always makes me laugh because I know they never go the big names. Well, uh, we'll wait and see. Yeah. We'll wait and see. It's, it's so... So, I, I agree with you. I agree I with you. It was a, I, was, I thought it was something that... I felt it was a highlight of the night. One of the highlights. Hmm. Also, one of the highlights, and maybe Gold Coast would say it's probably one of the lowlights, is that we went after Arablet. Hmm. Now... You do what you got to do, don't you? Absolutely, you, you do, do what you got to do. Yep. I mean, it's all, you know, out in the field. It's love and war, hmm. and you know, your bell goes at the end, and you shake hands. So, we've been on the end of some of these things, and it's lying in the sand for us with every side that we play at the moment. And we're not going to stand back and take crap. So we'll get on the front foot. Perfect man for the job too, because he, he was nothing. There was nothing untoward. About the way Ed Kerno worked Ablett over. Ablett still got plenty of the footy, but he was under pressure. He only there was only really one or two moments where he got it out in sort of Ablett's type space, and you know was creative with the ball. He was under. He was just under siege the whole night. I thought Ed Kerno did a magnificent. It was probably job. in that twenty minutes that yep. that came at us. Yeah, yeah, really. Yep. Um, so look, where do you want to start? I mean, there's a lot of individual specifics. Who wants to go first and sort of kick off their, their kind of big picture takeaway from the game? Just some high high level sort of stuff to begin with on uh, summarising the game as a whole. Um, I just thought it was really interesting that this became like we know how sides like Gold Coast play and have come up against us. Sides like St Kilda, Port Adelaide, these free flowing. Uh, uncontested style football teams uh, like to get it out into space, use their skills and their speed to get it, you know, slingshot it down into their forward line. And obviously that's the way they played uh, against us in Docklands in, in the first encounter this year. This time round, we were we were pretty lucky actually with the elements. It was an outside game. Uh, quite a slippery surface, and it and it drizzled in that first quarter, which also added to the uh, contest. It was a slippery ball early. It took the uncontested possession out of the game. It took the outside skill element out of Gold Coast and in our favour, uh, obviously because we came with the right mindset, it became almost solely a contested possession game. Uh, win your own ball. You had to win your own ball in this game of football. And we dominated them in that area. We absolutely dominated them in that area. Uh, so that was the style of football, I thought. Uh, it was quite interesting. I really think we need to also understand that Carlton came off a Sunday evening game yeah, this, last week. This is big, I think. We, we literally had four, maybe five, if you want to stretch that days to recover, jump on a plane, go into foreign territory and prepare for this match. To come out 
the way we did and play with such an even level of contest and mindset and really tough, hard nut football for so long. I reckon 70% of the game we played with that element and maybe Gold Coast got a piece of it. It was outstanding, absolutely outstanding, and hats off once again to the way this mob's going. So keep uh, you guys continue on because the, the only here a bit. Uh, you can go on, you, you go off all of that because one thing I will pick you up on, I reckon, on that. Well, you go first. Andy, okay. The only else oh, I thought uh, I agree with what you're saying about the, the contest became really important because it wasn't clean hands, clean exit, walk through stoppages. It wasn't that game in that area of the ground. I agree with you on that. But I'll say this, I thought when the ball did get outside, I thought we showed him up completely oh, in terms yeah, don't of Don't get skill. me wrong. I'm I just, thought our skill <clears throat> level in oh, terms of hitting <clears throat> possession, hitting the loose man, owning the footy, controlling no, absolutely the footy. agree. I thought it was outstanding. All I, want, all I wanted to point out was Gold Coast don't have that contested ball part of their game. Mm. They don't win. They, they don't have enough players that win their own ball, and we showed them up. Big time in The that funny area. thing, though, Gek, would be, I reckon a lot of people would point the finger at Carlton in exactly the same aspect, would say, we don't have enough blokes who do that as well. Though I think that would be a cop that Carlton would have to yeah. you know, bear from um, people who want to pot the team. But, you know, they've got Swallow and Ablett and um, oh, probably not too many others, to be honest, around the footy. So you're right. But a lot of people would say, oh, if it's not Crips for you blokes... None of your mids going to get their own footy. Like a lot of people, but we've been good in contested. Oh, I, ball. Mate, I agree. I think we've actually been. We're actually a very good contested footy side. Oh, I agree. We might not always go in the positive. I'm not yeah. even talking about midfields here. No, no, no. Across right. the board, that's right. Across yeah. the board, across contested the board. footy from the the whole team, yep. all over the park. Yep. all over yep. the park. Now, I reckon it's a good game for us to to look at because we've played them twice now. I wanted to get to this. So yeah. I've got. I've got six points written down here from last time to this time. And and I don't want to bore people with statistics, but I think it's important to identify statistics that we completely changed in, I think, uh, about eight rounds of footy. Yep, yep, yep. So we got plus 26 contested possessions on the weekend. Last time we were minus 13. So that's a 39 differential mm. our way. Mm. Uh, last time... We had, um, oh, sorry, this time we had 54 inside 50s. That's a, that's eight more than what we average. It was actually 10 times more than last time we played them. Then clearances. We went plus seven in clearances this time. Last time we played them, we're minus 11. This time, oh, this is a damning one. Handballs. Handballs. Last time we played them, we had 98 handballs only. This time we had 152. Last time we played them, it was minus 114 handballs their way, mm. right? Minus 114. Yeah. This time, plus 52 to Carlton. So it's incredible stats here, really. I mean, um, uncontested footy. Last time we took uncontested. Last time they met us, they had 103 uncontested possessions more than us. Jeez. This time we had... 65 more than them. That's an unbelievable turnaround. And then Mark's uh, last time was minus nine overall. This time we had plus 54. <laughs> like, seriously, if That's you went on all those statistics, we should have won this game by six goals yeah. pulling up. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. I think we'd all agree with that. We, yep. we gave them 20 minutes of bloody football yeah. here. Yep. Yep. And they came at us. They got in front. They got in front. 
And thankfully, probably five or six of our leadership group really stood up in that last nine minutes and we got some clean ball and we just, you know, Doherty and Simpson were enormous in that last nine minutes. Um, Cruiser and Cripps and Gibbs, Gibbs, God, Gibbs. But certainly, I just feel that those six points there from eight weeks ago where we completely got smashed in so many areas, this coach, this coaching panel, this team has turned it around in eight weeks to show the mob that we played then to now we're a different team. This that that is the shine. That's the light that needs to be shone on um, the development within a season. So they played Hawthorne twice this year, Gold Coast, right? Um, they beat Hawthorne by eighty six points the first time round up at Carrara, right? You spoke about this last week, exactly. exactly. So Hawthorne, they play Hawthorne second time round on about the same time frame turnaround as they've got us twice. They honestly, they win by, I don't know what the final margin was, like 28 points or something when they beat Hawthorne. Maybe not. No, it wasn't even that because Hawthorne made a run at them late. It's maybe three goals or something like that. But I watched that game closely and they honestly should have been, they toyed with them for the first two and a half quarters, Gold Coast. They should have been, like we should have been against them this time, they should have been six, seven, eight goals up and put the game to bed against Hawthorne, right? So the reason I make that as a reference point is because think about when we played footy. Anyone think about when you played footy. If you pumped a side in the first meeting in any season, irrespective of where you played, home and away, if you've beaten someone by 80 points, you're going to beat them next time around. There's no way in your mind that that side's going to knock you over. There's not going to be that big, big bigger turnaround within a season. And the Gold Coast polished Hawthorne off second time around. The fact that Carlton was able to do all the things that you've pointed to, Bags, and turn it around turn it around in less than half a season is illuminating. Like it, it is, it, it's, it's, it underlines all the things that you want to see um, in a team that is, that, that grows and learns, but more importantly is coached well. And I, I just, like everything that I talked about in, on my notes that I've got, you know, set down for tonight, um, it, it all in one way or another comes back to the coaching. It just, I, I just think, um, this team is being so well taught and they're the right type of players clearly because they're they're taking it on board. They're all the lessons that they're the instruction they're being given, they clearly take it on board because the stats tell you that they did something they turned it on its head from one game to the next. And it should have been their game. They're up and about. It was their home ground. They should have been they should have been dictating terms to us, but it was the complete opposite. I, I just think this was a um, this was one of those games at the end of the year. You'll shine a light on the goal, the two Gold Coast games, and you go, there it was. There was evidence that this group is learning and growing and improving in front of your very eyes. Just those two games in isolation I'll tell you so much about this team. I reckon definitely, and it probably might tell you a little bit about next week too, because we've got Richmond for the second time. It's huge, and, mate. Um, it's massive. You know, they got hold of us. You'd agree that. They beat us pretty yep. pointlessly. We, we weren't ready in round one. That's exactly right. We and I ready. think this time, they better they better prepare themselves, Richmond. This is a different Carlton side in no round doubt. one. No doubt. Totally different. Our so. ability to take away uh, opposition strengths or, or, you know, challenge opposition strengths, which is the art of coaching. That, that's what it's all about. Um, I, I, think it, I think it speaks for itself. I mean, look at... Well, mm. Look at... 
Look at Liam Jones. Look at oh. Tom Lynch in isolation. Jeez. Just just look at Tom Lynch in isolation. Oh. Um, our two premier defenders, tall veteran premier defenders, are unavailable. You know, Alex Silvani and Tom and Sam Rowe gone. So it's a bunch of kids, two wily halfback flankers, one veteran, one in the peak of his career. And Liam Jones. That, that's what we've got to throw at Tom Lynch, who must have been thinking, I'll torture these. Everybody was talking about Lynch in the lead-up to the game. Mate, Al, uh, Al, uh, Liam Jones, I, I marked down eight one-on-ones. Eight one-on-ones where he just beat him. Point blank. Just beat him. Just beat him. The beauty of Jones mm-hmm. is that he, unlike uh, Sam Rowe, for instance, in the first encounter where he decided to play Lynch from behind. And uh, the problem in playing a good player like Lynch from behind is uh, Lynch has probably more athleticism. He gets that separation, and you're not going to bridge the gap with him. Once he has the separation, Mm, mm. he's out in front on the lead. It's really a matter of the midfields hitting him up, and Gold Coast clearly have enough skill to do that regularly if you give them enough ball. What Liam Jones does, and he's done this two weeks in a row, is his starting point is on the shoulder of the opponent. And what that means is, regardless of how athletic his forward opponent is, Liam Jones has an advantage athletically. So the forward, unless he's some sort of 100-metre Olympian, is not going to beat him. He's not going to get the separation. Liam Jones has a bigger jump than most of these forwards. Mm. He can jump over the top of them it's from true. a standing yeah, yeah, start. Sure. He doesn't even need the run-up. So he's a prototype for the big forward. You know, he, unless he's a gorilla and he's going to get out-monstered, very rarely these days you see that, he's going to beat these one-on-one uh, con- contests just through his athleticism. And he's just done this, as you said, with monotonous regularity in two weeks now. He's shown... What's come, you know, any any forward looking ahead mm. has got to be thinking, well, how do I play Liam Jones? Uh, exactly. Not the other exactly way around. I was going to say. Mate, Lynch, did he, how many kick against us last seven. time? Seven. He kicked seven. Seven. Before I go on, have you got a crack in your glass there, What's wrong with you, Gek, man? You've got a hollow leg. You've got a hollow leg syndrome again. It's empty. You've been working hard today, haven't you? You've, you've needed Just this. need to lubricate the jaw, mate. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, this time I, he didn't kick a goal, did he? <laughs> no, not one. Not one, mate. Uh, gee, I tell you what, that I think we identified two metre Peter Lynch, Hall, Ablett, and Sard as being probably five of the guys we had to curtail. I think we probably just about did a we number did, on all but, of them. But see, here's, here's the you know, people might go, oh, yeah, but it was greasy and the conditions weren't suiting key position forwards. Well, <laughs> Levi marked the ball like. Um, a super superstar. Mm. He marked the ball oh, yeah. like a he was, champion of he the was game. He the most imposing yeah. big man on the ground. Let himself by a long way. Clearly, let himself down. And we'll talk about that turning point in the third quarter. But, but so don't tell me that it wasn't a night where Wright and Lynch couldn't mark the ball because our bloke was sticking everything. He took eight or nine marks, and six or seven of them were big, strong, on the lead, towering marks. So. Um, it, it it was possible. It was it was actually able to be done, but such was the such was the competitiveness, particularly from Jones. He's got um, has he got exceptional closing speed? He seems to be the ball can be on the way to you know to Lynch and last week to Patton, and seemingly 
Jones is, you know, always in trouble here. And then suddenly, by the time the ball reaches the hands, like it's in less than a second, the ball's been carrying in the air. Jones closes the gap. Well, he's got unbelievable. I think he's got exceptional closing speed. Well, that's that's a talent that he's got. But I heard today from Wayne Carey that um, his beep test is only a ten point five, which is extremely low for an AFL standard player. Reckon you've got him covered. Well, you'd probably outbeep him. I might be able to. Well, bleep. Bleep him? Yeah, about our bleep him after last week. We got a few comments about our potty mouth. You got some love for dropping the first F bomb yeah, too, by the way. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Uh, yeah, 10.5 beep test yeah. for um, for Liam Jones is extremely low. So that's obviously a, an area that, you know, is it's not a strong point in terms of like being able to, you know, butter up and butter up and butter up. Because if, if he does get blown up, then that could be a problem. But that's not the way he's playing. He's playing that spurt football, that spurt football, like you're saying, that that, that yeah. closing speed, yep. and then pulling himself out, and then back in again. So hmm. oh, I don't think that 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 really matters. No, like, well, I they're think, not asking. I, they're not asking those questions that you're mentioning. They're, they're not. These if po- he was playing on on, on uh, Nick Rewild, yeah. then that would be a bit of a problem. Yeah, Lance Franklin. Lance Franklin might test him because yeah, Franklin gets well, up to the, you know, up to the, but, sort of gets outside but, but the I 50 that, and gets up to the wing. But, I think but you let is, him go, mate. When those guys get up there, you just let him go. Well, this is where I think Carlton's different because I reckon then uh, someone like perhaps Marchbank or Weedering would take over. If they're going up, you know, Liam's oh, just got to sure. say, yep. mate, I'm not going up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm staying yeah. back. Yep. You yep. take him when he goes up on the wings yep. and I'll get him, you know. But, you know, I think he's improving in, in that area anyway. So, so can I... Can I use Liam Jones as a lever um, into Blaine Bokehurst? Uh, I know what you thought of Bokehurst's game, but I thought it was the most... Uh, I can't remember every game he's played in the one, so so I'll put that out there right now. But in terms of just being a valuable contribution game, do the right thing when you have to do it, Blaine. Don't overreach, Blaine. Don't try and hit kicks that... You know, maybe you can do in lower leagues and get away with. And if it gets turned over, it doesn't really matter. Just play the percentages, run hard, get in the contest. Just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. Do it. I thought Bokehurst, I thought he acquitted himself really well. Yeah, I agree. Look, once Sumner was out through injury, um, and I saw Bokehurst's name as an inclusion. I was shocked. And I, I was. I was shocked. But they, it made perfect sense in a way because it was a like-for-like. Like. I mean, it seems to be an area that Carlton are trying to concentrate on. They, they, they've got all of the established, um, you know, the, the pillars are all in place now. And it's really just the sort of icing and the dressing of the cake that they're really concentrating on. The, the frilly stuff and the, and the, the extra uh, outside skills and, and possible uh, goal assists and... You know, all, all that stuff that can open up space that they're trying to concentrate on with the Sumners and the Lambs. So it did make sense logically to bring him in. Um, and I've been saying from the VFL perspective, he is purely an outside player uh, and he's playing that role very well in the VFL. So for him to come in and play that role, and clearly that was what he was told, you know, that that's what your role is. He played his role very well. He also put in a couple of tackles. He uh, he was down in defence helping out. 
His kicking skills, I thought, were very good. Really good. Um, he, that one, he laid that yes. one on the outer side over the top. Is this the one out of the back pocket? Yeah, and he hit... Uh, over the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it, was it was a, a special kick. kick. It was a beautiful kick. It resulted kick. in a shot on goal, if not oh, one. It's a beautiful um, kick. So, look, yes, I agree. Mm. Tick, tick to Bokers, yeah, but... Sure. He's got a he's got to maintain oh, standards. For sure, I mean, no uh, good playing one good game and going into yeah. your shell. He's got to run his balls off for the next <laughs> six weeks. I don't know whether you Ouch. can ask that much from yeah. a player, but you know. Ouch. But um, I think it was probably uh, an inclusion that no one saw coming because he didn't have a. I don't think he had a great game the week before, and Fraser's comments about him weren't glowing. Mm. So maybe this was. One inclusion that went probably a little bit against the grain of what perhaps the coach has always said. But he had been okay on previous weeks. So in the lead up, at the end of the day, he gets the game. And you're both right. He actually imposed himself in a few areas and kicked the goal, I think. So here's here's the overarching point from my perspective. And now... Yeah, we, I think we've been, anybody who's been listening to this podcast since day one knows, probably has a clear indication that we're fairly bullish about the way this team is being coached. But yet again, a guy whose head has been full of muddle and noise and confusion and he's when he's been in the side, he's looked like a bloke who doesn't really know where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to do. He comes into the side and has no trouble adjusting to what he was being asked to do. And he's seen, I'd love to know what sort of a review he gets from the coaches. So the the overarching point for me is, well, they he knew, they knew, they coached him to do a job. And that, they'd probably been coaching him to do a job all year under Josh in the two, in the VFL side. So when he was called on, one soldier falls, the next soldier comes in, you know, that, that you know, that, that um, theory – he was perfectly capable of doing it. He didn't have to go beyond anything. He didn't have to stretch himself. Hmm. And I just think it's another m- major tick for the coaching staff who are teaching these players to be better players. And all of them have been, all, they're all better players. Don't tell me that Bryce Gibbs, Mark Murphy, uh, Matthew Cruiser, Cade Simpson, you know, the guys who have been through a couple of regimes. Doherty. Well, yeah, not quite so dockety because he hasn't been through, he hasn't been to the club for as long as those guys who have seen, you know, maybe transitions from, you know, from Ratton, you know, from, from Pagan to Ratton oh, yeah. to Moldhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doc's only really been here from Moldhouse into, yeah, into yeah, the yeah. Um, Bolton era. I think these blokes, you know, if they were going to be really honest, even with all due respect to Brett Ratton, they would sit down and go, mate, it's next level. It's just next level. The way we're being coached, it's just... And I don't know this. I'm just speculating. I I agree even before you speculate whether it's right or wrong. It's it's just right, isn't it? Even at three-quarter time, right, at three-quarter time, the coach went straight out there and got him in that circle. What about that? I've never seen that before. I've never seen that. Uh, didn't you I, see I what happened no, at three-quarter time? Three-quarter time, he got him in a... Like, arm in arm. So, in the middle of the ground, like they're singing the song. and, And just... I don't know. Who knows Who what he knows? said? Who knows what he said? I have no idea what he said. But he was squarely putting it on him for sure. Because, yeah, you know, he, he, he squarely put it on him. Absolutely, 100% put it straight to them, right between the eyes. There's no doubt about that. And it was might have been along the lines that we're in this together. You know, you can't let last week, you know, just stay last week. We've got to try and somehow get over the line yeah. here. And whatever, look, I'm speculating. But whatever he said, it was just... A, 
it's just a you know for a coach to do that. You're right, Andy. I can't remember. I can't seen remember that. seeing a coach ever do that in an AFL game. Bang before. straight in. Me first, then you can go and speak yep. to whoever. But uh, I thought it was fantastic. Oh, so do I. Yeah. Look, I, I went to a night uh, during the week. It was a Carltonians Inner Sanctum night. And, um, you know, it was it was Chat- Chatham House rules. So whatever, door gets shut, whatever gets sent in there, uh, it doesn't get out. So, And I've, I've heard one thing that was revealed in that night already in the media. So whether that was known before the night, I certainly didn't know that it was Paul Brody, Stuka, mm. who suggested that Liam Jones go back. Uh, it was Stuka who suggested it. He was the catalyst. And then Josh um, Fraser coached it the way it's been coached. And so be it. But I did, I'm sure the club won't mind me saying this because it's hardly breaching any massive um, inside information. But um, it was a, what happened as part of the night, one part of the night was that Stephen Trigg, the CEO, stood up with Brendan Bolton and they did a Q&A. So Triggy asked Bolton questions and then he took questions from the floor. Caltonians being the oldest and probably the most significant coterie group at the footy club. You know, they all tip in a lot and they make a great contribution to the footy club. Um, Bolton talked about the importance of winning, which kind of flies in the face of what we've been saying all year about, don't worry about wins and losses, right? It, it's not about wins and losses. It's, a, it's about learning and the process and all that sort of stuff. But he talked about how important it is uh, at VFL level that they win, that they pick teams that win. Because the Carlton young listed players, they need to know how to win. They need to learn about winning and they, need to, they need to get used to that sensation. Um, so, you know, if, if, the, if the club carries players that some people might see as list cloggers or, you know, whatever you want to say about them, no, nah, nah, Carlton see a much bigger picture, uh, you know, in terms of that. They don't see any player as that at all. If they're playing in the ones, they've got a job to do. If they're playing in the twos, They've got a job to do. Winning is very, very important. So to that end, I reckon that huddle, I reckon that huddle was about that. It, it, at that there come times from siren to siren where it is about the process and they wanted to play the right way, but it's not about playing finals this year. And we've got to address this because some people are now starting to talk about it. But it's about, all right, boys, you've, done, you've laid the foundation. You've done enough to win this game. I can win it. Yeah, oh yeah, you've got to win it. Win the Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Go and win the game. Yeah, th- exactly, 100%. These are not games that you can let Gold Coast win by two or three goals and say, gee, that was a good effort. No, no, no way, no, no, no mate. More. I would have been absolutely, well, I would have been, I think a lot of people would have been pissed off yep. had we lost that game. We let it every change. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we let in every change against the Giants too. That'd be right. And we led in every change in this game too, and closed both of them out. Eight quarters of footy, wow, that's pretty that's pretty effort. good, isn't it? Pretty good effort. Like as far as little yeah. landmarks, sort of, mm. you know, little signposts go, yeah. that's pretty good. You lead in every change and then closing the game, or closing the game out. Last week we closed the game out by a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, this week, but we, we still um, finished that game hard. Oh, yeah. Like we, yeah, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. coughed up the lead last week, mm, and we coughed mm, it up again mm. this week. And they found a way of digging deep. And resilience is a word that we have used an awful lot on this podcast and the footy club's used it a lot. Uh, We'll use it again because they showed really good resilience. Now, we got lucky. I think we got lucky, and it, and it was we got lucky off the back of a Michael Barlow injury, and everybody you know knows the Michael Barlow story, and nobody mm. is happy that he got injured and created a timeout, you know, where we could regroup. And can I just say, nice touch by Murphy, first class, yeah, Mark oh, Murphy, mate, nice touch, yeah. nice touch, just first just... class. No one else will talk about it, no. but 
that was just, you know, he's a good man. And he's, you know, St Kilda supporters can say whatever they like about, you know, running past Jay Carlo when he's on the ground. But we know the backstory of that one. I think yeah. it was symbolic of what everyone watching the game was actually I thinking agree. as yeah, well. Yeah, I agree. Know? Totally. But the fact that we had um, conceded the momentum in the game, you know, Levi did what he did. He missed the set shot that would put six up. And then that turnover, you know, when he marked the ball at centre-half forward, he had five blokes pinging all over the place and he kicked it straight down the throat of the only Gold Coast bloke who was sort of in receiving area. And then they went bang, 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 kicked the four and eventually hit the front. The fact that with nine minutes left, they've got the run, they've got the momentum. Sure, they've lost a player who was, you know, it was, inst- was instrumental in them, you know, probably winning the contested ball. But the fact that we just... Whatever happened, and we spoke to Matty Wright today uh, about it in the pregame, and he said, no, the leaders just drove it. They drove it. They said, you know, right, I just remember, this is what we've got to do. This is where we're at. This is what we've got to think. This is how we're going to play. Wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall and know what went on in that huddle and what went on in the Gold Coast huddle at that point? Just to to Mm. get a comparison. Would have been interesting reading or listening. It would have been. So I I just think there's a – sign of maturity that, you know, there's all these, you talk about winning, leading at every change for two weeks in a row. I look at the fact that, you know, the game stopped, the momentum was theirs. This group, without any coaching interference, um, had the opportunity to go, right, our boys, this is what we've done, this is where we've been in this game, let's do this, 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 and this, and we'll get it back on our terms. From that moment forth, we dominated the game from the restart. Oh, oh, we, I mean, we just dominated the game. Dominated. And it really was led by the leaders, you know, Cruiser started everything in that last nine minutes. He was just instrumental. Get he won his own clearances. He got an important second half. He got an important tap. You got hollow legs too. Uh, he had an important tap in a bounce down in the forward pocket, and he just like willed it forward, yeah, went it straight to, to sauce. Salt sauce, and he snagged the snagged goal. The lefter, mate, Cruiser. I, I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to bang on about it anymore. Chalk if, up if another he, one. If he makes it, he makes it. Yeah, I'd be I'd be really peeved if he if he's not in the mix. So let let that one go. But uh there are two blokes I think we really need to talk about. Oh, three actually, but two who are just like a wrestling tag team champions. And they are Doherty and Simpson. Oh, amazing. They are just mate, they are incredibly important to this side and they know where each other go on the ground. And in the last nine minutes, they were instrumental. Doherty, no, I won't say in particular, but he was, he put on, he won three one-on-ones, a tackle in the back pocket, which he got, won the free kick for a throw. On the wing, uh, he stood up in the contest, and I think it was, might have been Rosa or one of them. Yeah, he went yeah. to ground. Yeah. Doc stood up, took it, and went forward. And he won another important ball to another one-on-one in that last nine minutes again. Simo, as well, took intercept marks. I think he took 15 marks for the game. 15 marks for the game. Am I right there? It I'm, was 15. There's a lot. I mean, jeez. A lot of them were the little sideway. That, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, doesn't it, doesn't matter. matter. it really no. doesn't matter. But, I mean, these two here, they are just so important for the whole makeup of the team. They launch everything. They rebound everything. They intercept. They... they um control that back line, and people feed off them. And I just reckon those two had to be mentioned. Oh, no, no question about that. You know, 
people are now saying, oh, they've got to sit on Doherty and you've got to pay respect. They did, Andy. Yeah, they, they tried. They, they did. tried. Well, in the third quarter, no, they, they tried. did, and they, they might did. have gone on top of us in that yep. area. Yep. But then, that's what I'm saying. He's a tag. He tagged his mate, yep. said, right, come in, I need a hand. And Simo just said, I'm there. And, oh, and away he went. I don't know what you two thought, but... <laughs> And I've been watching this on occasions, and I know that we've talked about um, Lockie Plowman a lot, you know, as the kind of fall guy for the small forwards. Lockie Plowman, he is, I would be shocked if Lockie Plowman isn't studying um, what Sam Doherty and Cade Simpson do, because he's next Mm. cab off the line. He's, I thought there were really important moments where um, Plowman, like, linked up, Got into a receiving position, used the footy beautifully, which he has been all year. And I've been banging on about you've been talking about his ball use a lot this year. I think he went high eighties again on Saturday. And I thought Plowman's game was really, really good. And I thought, you know, you can okay, go and sit on Dockett if you want. Take Dockett out of the game. It'll be Simpson and Plowman. Mm. And he, I think he's like he's. I think I'm very confident that Lockie Plowman is going to be part of the transition. Um, sort of beyond Cade Simpson, along with Tommy Williamson. And I think it's really sagging at the moment. I think yeah, we, yeah. we might have yeah, to yeah, you know, yeah. look at him. But, we'll look at him yeah, sure. um, but I, I just feel like he's, he's, in, he's, in the, he's in the mix to be this guy for the next eight or nine years. Gex, I reckon Plowman is, at the moment, you're right, he's, he's learning. But where Simo and Doherty a little bit more freer, not so much man-conscious, yep. yep. Plowman is saying... I'm going to take responsibility. You guys go. I'll st- I'll stay back and I'll try and stay on. I'll pick up the man. I'll Play, be more Plowman, man conscious. He's, yeah. the ulti- he's the ultimate team. He really is. He's sacrificial. He's sacrificial. Talk about him. Because and like, I, I seriously. thought his second and third quarters were the highlight parts of the game for him. Uh, well, he, he just kept being that third man in the contest to to butter up and halve, give his mate a hand be the runoff player with the handball over the top, you know, or give the handball over the top. I mean, he was always that extra person in the contest that allowed the ball to spill out, go our way, you know. And you don't actually see that in the disposal uh, category sometimes. But when you watch him play that way, you just see how important he is. He's, he's you know, he's the glue that sort of binds all of the components together. And... When you don't have those guys, then you have individuals who are isolated in contests and then they panic and they fall to the ground or they make mistakes because they think, I'm not quite sure if I can get out the other side of this contest. But when you see a mate next to you, it's like having a digger in the trench, you know, like it's not just me getting shot at here. We're all in this, you know. So I'm glad just you said you, that. I'm glad you said that. Walk talk because he gave taller. a 50 away, right, uh, like he did in... For the, the right third. reasons. Mar- Marchbank yep. copped a cheapie from someone who initiated some bullshit. Uh, Lockie saw it, went straight in there, went bang. Copped the 50. Of course he copped the 50. The retaliator always, always cops does. the 50. Yeah, always does. Right? So he cops the 50. They kick the goal. You know what? Whatever. Whatever. We stand for something at this club now. Yeah. You back each other up. You go into bat for your mate. We said this. We said this many, many weeks ago. Yeah. But maybe in, might have been round one. I'm not quite sure. Every little fracas that we've had at the moment, people have gone in there to help each other out, and that's what I want to see. It, they cannot stop doing that. 
Oh, no, never, no, no. Never that, stop that's, doing that's that. That's entrenched, I think. I feel like that's become part of our... Um, and I don't know whether it was happening before Alex Silvani came into the team. It probably was, but he seemed to... Um, he lifts it to another club. He, he seemed to be the one that really took it to... An, he seemed to highlight it for I me agree. anyway. I know? agree, for sure. And now they're, they're all in it. You talk about um, the um, having each other's back, and there was a period for probably... Probably for the whole match, except for that twenty minutes where they, you know, rattled on the four or five, whatever it was, they kicked. Where and it's hard to, it's when you're watching on TV, it's hard to get a sense for what players off the ball. In fact, it's impossible really to get a sense what players off the ball are doing. But I wrote down here, and I can't remember what time of the game it was, but according to my notes, it was probably somewhere between the second and third quarters. Um, in the second and third quarters, the team pressure was it seemed to me to be phenomenal, mm. and it was like. There was always the next man. The next man came in, and the next man came in, and then the next man came in. And it was just this folding of pressure, this folding of pressure. And, okay, if he gets past the first, he's not going to get past the second. And even if he gets – there'll be the third bloke will come at him. And, you know, Brendan Bolton says we want to be defined by pressure. Like, he said that from the day he arrived. I want, to be def- I want this team to be defined by pressure. And, you know, there's been times when – yeah, the team's been physically incapable of applying four-quarter pressure and we've been too young and we don't really know how to play team defence and all that sort of stuff. But on Saturday night, it was just relentless. I saw Melbourne today, um, so we're recording this on Sunday night, I saw Melbourne take the Western Bulldogs apart today and that's what they did. And they're a bit more seasoned and a bit harder and a bit stronger, but that's what they did to the Bulldogs. It's just, okay, next one in. And... It was different to the Did Giants. you notice it? Did you oh, yeah, notice for it? for sure. I, I noticed it in the oh, first... just kept piling in, in the first, blokes. first quarter, I noticed it straight away. I had people at my place, and I said straight away, this is a different game than against the Giants. The Giants, we stood off them. We guarded space. We, 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 we forced them to kick over us because we were sweating on the intercept mark. Yep. We wanted them yep. to kick. This time against the Giants, and it comes back to what Gecko said about the Giants like to... Uh, Come at me, flip it over, yeah, get the yeah, free yeah, man. All yep, that. yep, yep, yep. Well, this time we were bang. We're in their faces, oh, mate, straight it was away. Tackle. We're at eighty tackles last week against the Giants, fifty-five mm. contested possession, mate. This is where you know, this is where it was so, won this week. Contested possession. Oh no, and doubt. it wasn't. Yeah, it was like multiple, oh, absolutely multiple uh, teammates at the ball, and we, two we overwhelmed guys, them. There's two guys in the side, 18, 19 year olds, who. Possession-wise, I don't know. They were they good got. this week. But SPS and Fisher, yep, well, right? Yeah, yep. Now, I don't know what they had possession-wise. And to be quite frank, I couldn't give a comment. Couldn't give a stuff they, what had, they had. They had impact They had week. impact. Oh, mate. Pressure acts, oh. I can imagine the two of them, I would imagine. I, I didn't take down these no, stats Fisher, No, Fisher. They, they would have been quite good. Fisher was 14, right? So so Gibbs was, in terms of pressure acts, yep, Gibbs yep. was number one with 24. Right. Fisher had 14. I didn't look at SBSs, but I agree with you. It, it okay. was, there, were, I, there were things there. Can I give you the other teenager? who One of you mentioned in the game when we were fl- flicking text, text around to, you, I think maybe the both of you were a bit a bit flat about Cunningham's performance this week. I thought so, yeah. 20 pressure acts. Okay, yeah. 20 pressure acts, Dave Cunningham. So, okay. So I didn't he, notice him in the game at all. Oh, I, I, he wasn't as pronounced uh, he got as two, last week. He got two nice long possession kicks in the last quarter. I think he, I think he was pretty important late. Okay. But he had 20 pressure acts. Now, yeah, he had right. 20. Fisher had 14. Fisher's, Fisher has this ability much on Saturday night more than um, more than Dave Cunningham. But 
Ayers' ability to impact a contest without even touching the footy. That's, not that's really, what I mean. Do you know what I mean? He that's just, exactly what I mean. He, he'll harass. He'll he'll make a guy uh, flip a ball out get quicker nervous, than get, flip a ball out quicker than normal and she, dispossess him. Or where did he come from? Uh, where did this guy come from? Give us straight let's to let's his let opposition. Let me read a couple of his uh, stats. He, he only had eleven disposals, but he had eight contested possessions, four clearances. Three stoppage clearances and five tackles. It's unbelievable. So, can you imagine when he understands Jesus. how to play the game? That that's he's got to get a bit bigger. <laughs> that's all he's got to get a bit stronger. That's all he's got to do. Uh, what is that that type of possession? Yeah, it's huge for a kid. Oh, mate. in the very infant stages of a career, it's ridiculous. He's showing what he's capable of, but he just doesn't have the engine to do it relentlessly. Yep. But yep. mate, that they're really they're really good. It's you know, a, stats. He'll end up. Uh, been a player who will constantly get his 25. Oh, no doubt about that. And he'll oh, rip no, him he'll, a new he's one. He's a ball magnet, mate. He'll yeah, rip him a new one, and he'll jag some goals, too, I reckon. Absolutely. He, he's not far away from jagging a few I, I, goals. I, I he see, likes having I a shot. I see him yeah. actually Harbrow. I reckon he's that type of player. I reckon he's more inside than Harbrow. Harbrow's yeah, a, no, Harbrow's a right. set-up guy he off is. half-back, whereas he I reckon is. Fisher's more go-get-the-footy, mate. He's probably got it. He's probably got Several aspects to his game that he's Harbour unusual. He's an unusual little player, Zach he Fisher. Like he he's is. not like he's hunched lot, over. He's actually not like a lot of other players in no. the paper. I don't know. I, I, I don't really know who he's like. To be honest, with it, just watch him. Look, we said this in. I don't know how early in the year we said this, but watch him play. He's always, you know, some blokes just sort of get to the contest and you know they'll try and get in the way, and if the ball comes their way, then they'll try and do something with it, and it's kind of. It's not luck, but they're they're not necessarily making their own. Pl- they're not they're not getting their own ball, and they're not creating their own impact on the contest. Zach Fisher, his brain is going at a thousand miles an hour. Mm. He's always trying to do something. He's trying to he's trying to hook the ball out of another bloke's arms, yep. or he's yep, yep. he already knows what his exit point is before he gets the footy. Oh, I'm going to get it here, and I'm out there. Whereas Samo's different. Samo just, he can get it and then he'll work. He'll make it up as it goes along. And he's so beautiful. He's such a beautiful uh, mover that oh, yeah. they're, they're going to be exciting to watch. They will play a lot of footy around stoppages for us for a long time with Paddy Cripps as the big pig yeah. who just says, get on my back, boys. I'm taking you with me. Yeah. And they are going to be, they're going to be three players. Well, four with Dave Cunningham. There's others. Oh, there'll be Hopper who, and Kelly as well. Oh, so well, it'll be magnificent. Right. But, uh, but I'll, tell you something, can I, I'll tell you something about Kelly. Oh, right? on, here we go. I'll tell you something about Kelly. Hey, listen, just on this subject of what, what we're talking about, the various characteristics of some of our players, it's really interesting that, you know, as as uh, you know, we we have a bare skeleton of a team in a way. Like we're still miles away from what we think we can be down the track. Absolutely, yeah, but I what agree. we have and and twenty twenty, the guys in the team, <laughs> oh, that's far away, Bagsy. <laughs> don't they don't they complement each other really well? Uh, like what an individual oh, yeah. lacks in one area, another makes up in another. It's absolutely spot and, on. And I haven't seen this for quite some time. There's a real really um, symbiotic nature of Love this, it. this, this Love it. team. And at the Love moment, it. you know, I yep. think they, they make the, the, the parts, uh, sorry, the whole is is much bigger than the, the parts that make it. So... Yeah, I just think that that's an interesting. No, it's a really. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree, and I think it doesn't matter. Look, very rarely, very rarely over the last twenty, thirty years, 
I can recall winning grand final sides that have 22 superstars in their side. Maybe the Brisbane's. Perhaps. They didn't have 22. No. No, blokes. No, they didn't have 22 probably superstars. Had, probably had 10. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the makeup of a side has to be, first and foremost, everyone must be on the same page. If you're not on the same page, then F off. <laughs> Simple as that. There's a baseline that you, there, you mate, must meet. You've got to tick five, five boxes, whatever they are. <laughs> and if, if you don't, right, we you're don't not, you're not you. playing. You're not we playing. don't want no, you. No, 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 right. As simple as that. So I think we've picked good characters. Obviously, we've touched on this numerous times. But you're right. They're starting to understand each other. And God, we're only, what, round 13 or something. And I know some of them played with each other last year as well. But each uh, got little little parts to their game that I haven't seen. The SBSs, the Fishers, the Cunninghams, the Williamsons. There's all these guys that you think... God, they've got special qualities. They do things that I haven't seen players do at Carlton for quite some time, mm. perhaps in the Halcyon days. And at the end of the day, you've got to get a list that complement each other, work for each other, and are on the same page. And like I said, that's when you become a really good side. Mm. And I think we're starting to see little bits and pieces here and there that you think, we can see certain things happening without going over the top, without going over the top, that we think with with the inclusion of this, with the inclusion of that, when we get better at that, a little bit more there. You know, like at the moment, 97 points is the highest score we've scored all year, 97. Mm. In the reserves, we've gone over 100 quite a few times, right? So in the reserves, they have the ability to kick plenty of goals or enough goals. Still in the ones... We're relying on keeping the opposition to a minimum. Mm. Yep. And we just get over the line. With the inclusion of certain players over the next few years, that's going to turn into plus 100 scores. Oh, and the, and, and the growth in a couple that are already there. Do you, do you see a similarity in the way Sydney have become famous in building teams? Like they've sort of concentrated on adding components, mm. almost like building a... Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like I do. A puzzle. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like I, I don't what, know what fits. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Carlton have done that specifically, but it feels like we're kind of doing a that little a bit, bit of a Hawthorne Sydney mix. I, I, I would, I would like. I, I don't think I don't think anything that's happening uh, in the last year and a half is happening by accident. Um, I think the way, and I sort of go back to Liam Jones, Blaine Bokehurst example from earlier. I reckon that I, – I don't know whether we said this at the halfway mark, but I don't know how many players actually had the black line according to the way of thinking of this group. I don't know how many bikes have got the black line through their name. Maybe one or two on the list at the moment. Maybe one or two. I, I actually don't know. I don't know how many have. So there's a, there's a way of thinking that's being applied to this group now and a way of coaching them that I don't think it's ever been applied to this group. No. And any group that we've had since we were, you know, since 95. I mean, think about 95, right? They, they, they pieced together a team in 95, and you'd like to think that there was some thought to it. But, you know, 95, you know, the Rice Sporting Clap A half forward line, mm-hmm. that became a cornerstone. Brad Pierce? Pressure. Yeah, but yeah. But, well, you know what I mean? There was oh, no, absolutely. There was no, like, yeah. no, there wasn't. It wasn't we feasted at the draft table. Yeah. 
it was um it was just in fact it was a, was a, it was a draft round then um I can't remember but it was that was a that was a line that was constructed to play a certain to, to bring forward pressure you three blokes your mm. job is to be pigs work hard lay tackles do the hard stuff let sticks let diesel let Braddles, let Brad Pierce let all the other blokes do the glory stuff. The back line will do their job because they were pretty good. Mm. Um, but you three blokes are going to be our half forward line and you do the job. Now, I don't know I don't know in my lifetime watching Carlton whether we've actually been thoughtful in okay, what what do we need? How does how does Caleb Marchbank sit alongside Lockie Plowman? How do they sit alongside Jacob Wietering? How, when we play the way we want to play, do all these guys make it work? And I think whoever brought this point up in the first place, you, I think, did, Geckman. I think that's, I, I kind of feel like that is a deliberate, conscious, thoughtful, planned thing. I think, they're, I think they're doing that. You look at our forward line, like you talk about goals, and of course we've got to be careful. We're not getting over the top, but... We've already we're we're playing Jack Silvani. We're going to talk about him. We're playing Jack Silvani and Charlie Curnow now, right? In um, a couple of years, that might be Jack Silvani fifty six games, Charlie Curnow forty seven games, Harry Mackay thirty one games, Paddy Kerr. We're getting a bit top heavy, mm. but Paddy, you know, Paddy Kerr thirty two games, whatever it is. Suddenly, you've got and they are four very different players. They are four players who've got a very different range of skills that you go, you know what? The Giants are weak at covering this type of player or playing that sort of game or Adelaide can't cope with this sort of forward pattern. Well, we've got four blokes who are going to be on a list for a long time who I'm backing in to be able to create a mix that is going to cause more problems uh, to opposition teams than they're causing to us. Hmm. I feel well, like that's going to well, happen. On the weekend, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Jack kicked 2-2, two, two, and I think uh, Charlie kicked 1-2. They've had seven shots at goal between mm-hmm. them. So quite easily, that could have been seven goals. And we'd be talking about this a lot differently. You'd be saying, Jack's kicked four straight, he's kicked three, there's seven. I counted ten set shot or potential set shot goals that we either stuffed up oh, or didn't convert. Yeah. So, so 10. That's a potential right. and it wasn't 10 just, extra yeah. goals. And it wasn't just the young blokes either. Like no. Was, no, 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 no. There were, there were, there were, there were others. But I'm just like, yes, it's it's an area that um, we hope to improve. No doubt about that. But, you know, for the time being, I'm very, very happy with the way they're travelling and, you know, get wins you know, it's all about defence at the no, at the moment, which is great. <laughs> but uh, did yeah. you see? What do you want to say about Jack Silvani? Anything? Oh yeah. What I loved was the way that some of these guys finished the game. Exactly. You know, like, exactly. We've seen them start well, play good second quarters, get deep into the third, and maybe fade out because they've run out of legs. They don't have the tank. They don't have the seasoned bodies, the strength, the physicality. But to lift yourself up and make that... I know maybe, again, we got lucky with the break. It gave them a chance to get their wind back and, and get their, you know, get them the sails set again. I don't know. But the fact that a lot of these guys 
put in a spurt in the last 10, 15 minutes of the game and got us over the line, the Lambs even, because... Oh, I, I wanted to use games. Yeah, no. Jed Lamb is not, hasn't been known for finishing games off full of running, but he did this week. I mean, they're really good signs, you know? Jack, Jack is passionate. Oh, mate. You know, when he came to the club, I got told he will run through a brick wall for you. I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that. And look, I think the buy came at a great time for our I club. Might, I think I might have told you that. You might have told I think I did, you know. You, yeah. I think I did. I always listen to you. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, so I think the buy came at a really good time, particularly for our youngsters, because I think someone before the buy sort of said that the youngsters in the, in the second halves were sort of waning off a little bit in their possession rate. I think there's evidence in the last two weeks that youngsters actually held their own. Even in the last SPS 10 minutes. showed benefit oh, for the yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had yeah, the ping yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah absolutely. Jack's game, he he just does it. He's smart. He's very smart footballer. Very smart. He tries to stay in the game. He'll run. He, he does that gut bust in yeah. running that, you know, that they talk about. And he got to one. And that's the shot I think he missed, I think. Mm, the set shot from the 40, set shot, yeah. yeah, it's not his distance. He likes to, he likes to be that little bit. But I've seen him in the reserves kick him from fifty. He'll start kicking him. He'll start yeah, kicking. Can him, I right? say? I'll say no, something. No, 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 no. He kicks. He kicks the one that seals the game for us, right? He he kicks the one that you know, puts us clear with you know, the, snap, not a lot, the snap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I don't know about turning points and moments and you know you know pivotal seminal. Moments in careers and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure that you could throw up a hundred moments in a guy's career, any career, in any form of life where you go, that was a seminal moment. And somebody could throw up a hundred other moments where someone's done something really, you know, crucial at a really important time. And the opposite impact has been the case where he just hasn't gone on. I think the belief that Jack Silvani will get from kicking that goal, from being the one that got it and converted and put him put his team into a safe area and and secured the four points. I feel like that will be a huge step for him. I feel like, because I've got no doubt about his smarts and his competitiveness. And we, I think I know what sort of player he's going to be for a long time. But self-belief, self-belief is what makes you not miss from 40 on a set shot. You just, you just, I'm going to kick it. You know, I'm just going to kick this goal. And you're still not going to kick every single one of mm. them. But instead of kicking 8-11, you'll kick 11-8. Or you'll kick 13-6. Um, and I just got a feeling, I'm going to watch Jack Silvani for the rest of the year now really carefully with that goal in mind. Because I reckon he'll just be walking around this week. And I don't think he's his type anyway. He won't be feeling embarrassed about missing goals he should have kicked. He'll be that pumped about kicking the goal that got his team over the line, mm. that he'll just now go, all right, boys, give it to me. Give it to me Give it I'll get the next I one. I think it's been on the cards for a few weeks anyway. Oh, He's having yeah. enough shots. It's just that you've got to give him – at times, you have your day, you don't have your day. You know, when your day's on, your day's <laughs> on. It's just – it's just it is what it is. But um, Did you see the interview with him after the game? Interview out on the ground with him. I, can't, I don't know who he is. About his old man. Yeah, he goes, oh, how are you, old man? He goes, he goes – yeah, the old man only ever talks to me when I've had a shocker. So hopefully, I don't think he'll be talking to me. Hopefully, he doesn't talk to me tonight. And yeah, you know, that's 
And he had the smile. The smile was ear to ear. He loves it, mate. He loves it. Like, you remember when he started off last year, maybe in that situation where he did jag the left foot out of the, you know, out of the scrum. He might have looked for the handball early on in his He would have. He, he, yeah, he, he, he would have. He would have. He didn't no, want to take that responsibility. Exactly. So it shows you the growth. The other side of the coin is, and, and you're right, I think he will stand taller and be more confident in any situation given what he went through on Saturday. And not only that, the opposition are now going to look at that and they're going to say, oh, shit, I'm playing on him next mm. week. Mm. He kicked two goals in the last quarter when it mattered. <laughs> I'm going to have to fair, be fair income. Mm. And maybe those defenders might fall over in shock or pressure. You know, they'll shit themselves. Uh, I've seen it happen. Some people stand up in those situations and other people fail. Yep. I don't think Sauce is going to be one of those guys. No chance, mate. He tackles, no. he smothers. He does all he the does one all percenters. The one percenters. Yep. Yep. Now, you talked about Jed Lamb. Last week... Um, we talked about him last week. I think week. last yep. week he was in our votes and there was only one little um, negative I had on the bloke. And it was about his tackles. He must listen to this program. Come on, what's he done? Five. Oh, the happy days. You are the, you are the catalyst. <laughs> so if you're listening, Levi, next week you need to lift, son. <laughs> lift big time because the heat's on you now. I know you took your marks, but when you need to make decisions that need to work, you've got to hit targets. I'm- Early in the game... He should have hit Cruiser, run in the open goal, missed him. Late in the game, he either gives the handball to Thomas or he finds one of those five that you mm, said, mm, not mm. the one in the five. Okay, there were, there were. May is a good defender. Good player. He's a good player. Good player. And one-on-one, he beat him a few times. And look, Levi, he did take his marks, but he was extremely frustrating for me to watch on the weekend. He's... I think he might be frustrating the coach too. I've got a feeling. The coach had the hand over the mouth quite a few times when Levi yes. did some ordinary things. He's not going to get dropped. I don't think we have the replacement for him just yet. But Levi, don't get comfortable, my friend. Well, this Do is not a, get comfortable. It's an interesting conversation <clears throat> because when I watched the replay the first time, I I was the most frustrated man watching Levi as any other person watching the game. And then I watched it the second time and I specifically concentrated on Levi. And seriously, if it wasn't for the clangers, and I know that's a big if, I know it's a big if, it was his best game for the season. There's no issue getting the Mm. footy. He, He put himself in so many contests it was his best game of the year for the body language. For the marks. The, the, oh, he marked them all beautifully. The multiple times that he put his body on the line in the middle of packs. He smashed packs. He kept getting to the next contest. He was doing every single thing. He was clearly the best man, the best big man on the ground by a long, long way in my opinion. The only thing was... For the match... For the match, go back and watch. Just watch him in isolation. Big man, like big man or big forward. Big, big. So you rated position player. You rated his game higher than Matthew Cruz's. Uh, although very similar in in impact. 
very, very similar, but for different in different areas no, of the I mean, game. I can't. I can't. I think his work rate. I, I can't dismiss. I just rate, can't dismiss the claims. No, no, me I either. I can't dismiss him. Me, I agree this with this the first is, half. The problem. Uh, yeah, I agree with the first his half. His work rate was unbelievable. Yeah, but yeah. but drop yeah. marks in drop mark late. You know that could have been the last. He you dropped. Know, it was a chess mark, uncontested chess you know, mark. And yeah. the, 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 I don't want to. No, we're not. No, no. Let's not hang him out to dry. No, but, but, the blowtorch is on Levi. He's got Richmond <laughs> next week. I don't think he. I don't think it's as on him as no. big as you think. I'll go as far as to say that if we had an inclusion for him, I would say in the last three weeks he may well have had a spell. So if Mackay had have kicked. Uh, the number of goals he should have no, kicked in the I, twos but, but, on the weekend. Does, are you saying Mackay's ready? No, because Mackay he's never worse he does, than Levi in the twos. No, 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 I'm not. He should, I'm have not. Kick, he should have kicked five, Harry. No, I'm weekend. not because he's the relie- Levi is the relieving ruckman mm. who relieves Cruiser. Mackay, they've never no, tried him in that yeah, role. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. no, I'm not. And it, there is no, there is no person. Well, Liam Jones has done that role in the reserves. Can't imagine it, they're going to use him in that role in the seniors. Don't just don't get too comfortable, mate. That's all I'm saying, you know, because there's going to be a time where someone's going to pop up out of the ground and you put in performances. All right, Gex, you're giving him an out and that's fine. I, no, I know. I, I agree with what you're that's, saying. That's okay. Now. That's okay. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. When the next, when the next guy comes up, be careful, pal. Then his, his value will diminish. Exactly. But right now, he still has amazing value. And there is this, constant question mark about whether he will ever reach his potential. Mm. And I don't know if a guy at his age is going to keep improving or not. Or Liam Jones. I don't know if he needs some sort of specialised development training that we don't know about. There's only one issue with Levi Casbolt, and that is his his decision-making and his ball use. That's it, mate. I think 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 we're all on... well, I think we've seen enough of mm. him. He can't play anywhere. He has to be a key forward who pinch hits in the ruck. Mm. So he can't have a role reversal like Liam Jones has had. He's just got a the, – the, the turnover was just his brain. That was his brain. Oh, yeah. His brain was so – oh, shit. Too many options. What do I do? What do I do? What if do there was I do? one option, it would have been better. It, I'll just kick it there. Because his ball into Dale Thomas early was fucking magnificent. Yeah, exactly. Like the kick the kick into the pocket. That's the second F-bomb too, by the Did way. Did I say the F-bomb? You said it. Oh. Uh, he, that was a beautiful kick. That was a beautiful kick. And he saw Thomas duck out and it was – but he only had the – he had one option, and he took the option. See that there's a team. There should be a team rule when you're in that in between wing half forward position. That centering ball is almost a no no. You know what I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Marchbank did it last week. No, no, you've got to have the not when you can't kick it to a fifty fifty. Marchbank did it last week. It's, it's a disaster. You don't square it no, too no. flat from that position because it just opens unless up the, the field. Wide, unless the bike's exactly. wide open. And, you know the and kick- he knows, yep. Levi in particular, and Marchbank for that matter, know they don't have elite kicking skills enough to yeah, do so it. I agree with that. The problem with the Levi kick in that one was it had to be over the back because there was space out the back and Thomas percentage. was on the other side. It was side. a percentage play as well. It, it was, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if the ball goes out of bounds in that pocket, reset, so be it, lock it in, lock yeah. it in, lock it in, lock it in. His kick was the worst possible kick. Yep. No, I agree. The worst possible kick. 
So um, that was that. I mean, he, he made a blue, and you know we're not going to hang him on one mistake, but massive momentum. It was, swing, it was, though, and they it? kicked four straight. Don't talk about Gibbs. Well, that was my next. He's the next cab off the rank, and I, he, I, he's the next cab off the rank. Jay Curve. Well, you know, can I look? There was still imbeciles who claimed a barrack for Carlton, who were potting him on Saturday night. They were still potting on him. On Saturday? They were potting him on Saturday night. Oh, another high ball, another round the corner, another kick to no one. That uh, would have been in his top oh, five best oh, ever it, games it, it, of football. Mate, I, the best. I think it was, you know, just look, everybody knows the stats that he's you know, accumulated. Ten tackles, 24 pressure acts. The people, like you two, have, you two come from a different polar um, part of the Levi Casbolt you want the same thing, but you come from slightly. Yeah, you, you see yeah. Levi differently. Yeah, sure. There are these people out there, and I've been I've been on the Bryce Gibbs case this year a lot, and I'm, I'm just give, just given up. I've given up trying to convince people to see it a different way. I don't care. It's, it says more about them than it does about Bryce Gibbs. If they want to pot Bryce Gibbs, it says more about their inability to understand and see than it does about what Bryce Gibbs is actually doing as a player. I, I just think. Uh, and I love him to listen to this podcast. He, I know he doesn't, but I just think he's been, he's been. I think from a, after a slightly less than a stellar start to the season, I'd agree with that. Where man. he was probably trying to get his heart and mind in the right place and get it all in sync and work out what life looked for him, looked he's like flying. for him. Mate, he's, he's flying. He's flying. You on this show, podcast one, when we talked about him. I think you said, I don't know where he's at at the end of the year. I have no idea. But if he's gonna, if this is going to be his last season, and if, it's a big if, just go out there and play your heart out. Well, he must have been listening. Well, Because he's if he's not in our best three or four this year, I'll go he. That's what he's doing. To these people... Who I, I don't know. Him, I don't man. know who they are. I, I want to name them, but I want to actually put names to these. I people. don't You'd know who shocked. these people You'd are. Be shocked. I don't know who these people are. If he keeps going, I'm going to name him. And if they're if they're potting in on a game where he's had forty three, ten tackles, two goals, um, not just two goals, oh, big, whatever. Big. Oh, keep, keep going, keep going. Whatever he's had, right? Big goal. When have, they when he uh, picked them, one hundred and ninety eight Dreamtime points. You don't see that. You don't Dream, see that. Dreamtime points. So Wurundjeri, the Wurundjeri people rated him like 198 points, didn't they? Dream team. Dream, what did I say? Dream time. <laughs> did I say dream time? have a yes. corroboree in here. Sorry, sorry, no, no. sorry, sorry. Yes. Listen. Too much pineapple oh, oh. juice. But, yeah, anyway. You go. No, oh, no, 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 no. Keep going, keep going, keep going. All I'll say is that these people are watching the game and they, they obviously are Bryce Gibbs haters. So no matter what Bryce does, they will never, ever be happy. Ever. No. no, right? no. It is simple as that. You know my thoughts on Bokehurst. You know my thoughts on Jones. You knew my thoughts on Ed Kerno. You knew my thoughts on Roe. I swallow the pill. I'm a man. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I was wrong with Roe when he first came to the club. I was wrong with Ed Kerno when he first came to the club. I may be wrong with Liam Jones. And I may possibly be wrong with Bokehurst. Do I care that I'm wrong? Absolutely not. No. 
No. One day, if they're in our side and they lift the cup, you think, I'm going to remember what I said five years ago about them? I couldn't give two shits about what I said (laughs) five years ago. To these people, I suggest you tear up your membership, right? We don't want you. If you're going to pot blokes on games like that against Gibbs on the weekend, you've got fucking no idea. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you another thing. another f Did I just say it? Are <laughs> we no. oh, still on air, Andy? Here we are. No, I'll tell you another thing with him. He seemed to, he just popped up everywhere on the weekend. Oh, he popped made, up he everywhere. Huge. He huge. He popped up like a uh, thing in the Adams family, <laughs> right? He was just everywhere. Complete. It was a, a complete, complete game. game. Yep. What were they watching? It was Saturday night, Andy. They would have been on the sauce or, or on uh, something else. No, one of them's a non-drinker. And let me just say oh, this. Oh, it's just ridiculous. I, I've been probably as big a critic, if not the critic, of Bryce Gibbs over a period of time. And it was purely, I would like to think purely based on objective observation. Because for me, when you know what a guy is capable of, and you don't see him performing to that standard on a weekly or at least a consistent basis, I get very frustrated in knowing that players can leave stuff in the tank and they're not giving the very best that they can give. So for me, maybe since round three or four this year, Bryce Gibbs has lifted his rating to his true potential. Now we're seeing... Bryce Gibbs, the man and the footballer that I know he's always been capable of playing in a very consistent manner on a weekly basis. Basically to the form that he showed when he won the best and fairest two, three years ago. So, mate, I love it. Mate, you you are exactly why I turn up to watch a game of football now. You're, You're the reason why I get passionate watching my team play. And I can't say anything but hats off to you, Bryce. And just keep going, baby. You know, it's uh, magic. I think, I think it was 30 se- If you watch the replay, I, I could be wrong. I know it was definitely inside the first minute. First 30 seconds of play, I reckon, he hit a tackle on Ablett. And I think he hit him up again as if to say, we're after you, mate. Yeah. We're after you. <laughs> and he put on 10 tackles for the match. I thought his tackling was through the roof. When he got interviewed after the game, he said, oh, mate, I'm stuffed. I'm, I'm, I'm beat. Well, isn't that beautiful? Isn't no, that beautiful? He's, he's spent. That's, what you, want. Yeah, That's yeah. what you want every player to say. You can't do it every week. This game is very, very and hard. And you know what? How much better would you feel having come off the ground? Knowing. Having won the game and knowing what he just said. Yep. You would sleep so beautifully that night, wouldn't you? Oh. Like. You would oh, be, that's, well, that's, it's better than coming off saying, well, I reckon I could have given another 20%. You know, like... Yeah, no. I don't think there's very... There's probably no player in the history of the game has given everything they've got to give every single week all the it's time. It's impossible. No, I don't think anybody it's does impossible. that. I don't think anybody does that, right? But he's got to a level where he's consistent now and he knows what's required. He knew what perhaps he was a few years ago. He might have actually been playing a different role. They might have had him in a different role. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, he's a little bit more inside than he's... These, I, 
these people are talking about so him. That's the pot on him. These uh, people are talking about him as an outside that, player. That, that is the that is the shallow, that's rubbish, cheap, cliche, absolute view rubbish of Bryce Gibbs, and it's just it's not who he is. Absolute rubbish. But like we've said before, and I've say I'll say it again, people want him to be a bash and crash man. They want no. him. That's what they they want him to go. Why don't you go in and get no. your own ball? Look at the body type. It's not. It's not but he's never played. He's possible. never ever played that way. He's never been that player. That's not the player. He's but a hybrid. A, he's a hybrid. He, he's a, he, like Mark but, Murphy. But, contest. But, hybrid. To contest. To contest. Yeah. To contest. Yeah. To contest. Week in. Week out. His worst. His worst is better than seventy percent of players in the competition. That's that's the top. His his best will never be the best in the competition. But he well, plays. I tell you what, he's best on the weekend. Yeah, that no, was pretty good. good. It was pretty good. That no, was pretty good. But those you know dream, what I mean. Those, he those play, he hovers points. in that seventy ninety percent um, kind of ratio where he week in week out turns up professionally to play football. And mm. depending on circumstances, how the team goes, how, what the opposition does, how the ball bounces. He will either be, oh, yeah, Gibbs was okay, or Gibbs was outstanding. It, very rarely do you go, Gibbs stunk. Very rarely do you go, was Bryce Gibbs even out there? Hmm. Like It's it's very rare yeah. that Gibbs has... Are you this year? I'm talking about his career, mate. Career. Very rarely has Gibbs had 10 possession games where where he's gone completely unnoticed. He, he might have games where he doesn't have much impact. Hmm. Everybody has those games, but I guarantee you... He he's if you if somebody does the um, Bryce Gibbs graph over his two hundred and whatever it is games that he's played, he will have that thing that Alan Jeans and all the great coaches talk about: minimise the gap between your best and your worst. Make make your weekly. I think that's what he's doing now. I think that's what he's done his most of his career. To be you honest reckon? with you, I okay. reckon. Oh, look, I might be wrong, uh, but I think we've all had a little shot. He's had, him he's had periods where he's treaded water. Yeah, I, I think he we've all had it. But haven't and going think, through the motions. Not, but think about the think about the time that he's played at this football club. No, no, I, I yeah. agree. Which, with which, what which you're player? Saying. Which player has played that much footy at Carlton? Hasn't? I agree no. with what you're saying, yeah, but, but I detected a cynicism in the way a lot of our midfielders played, mm. especially in the dark days. They're allowed to do mm. it, mate. I yeah. know they're allowed to I do know. it by the coaching but staff. But from a spectator watching it, I got. I got pissed off with that, mate. Okay. In our premiership but, years, in our '95, I'll go back to our midfielders had no defensive accountability. They they had no defensive. Bradley, Ratton, Williams, they were all fr- 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 they were all ahead of the football. Andy, you know, Andy, you know. they had a man come across to our side who did everything, and they thought, yeah, they yep. they thought yep. he would That's do. A, yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. No, that's... Oh, and, and, and and it sort of a few sat back and watched him on the ground. Mm. Leave the watching to us. <laughs> so mm. he went and did everything, and they spectated him. And I think that probably talking about Judd here, of course. Um, I I feel a few stymied the development. Maybe I think I think so. Possibly. Possibly. Hard, it's hard to find responsibility, maybe. I think that's more the point. I think they ceded responsibility to him. I think that's mm. a much better mm. way of looking at it. Yeah, that's probably a better way. I think way. that's a much better way of looking at yeah, it. I, that, that, I, he, yeah, that he was such yeah. a, you know, this... this Imposing fig, figure. Yeah, this figure of, you know... like super, I, He was Superman. Somebody told me, right, when he first got to the club, they had uh, one of their first pre-season training sessions, an all-dayer, right, all-dayer. 
So they're there in the morning. They're doing um, you know some roots, some stuff in the theatre. Go out on the track, do some track stuff. Break for lunch. Go upstairs into the old social club. Lunch is set out. Bay Marie, the whole thing. Everything you want is in there. Have lunch. Chat, chat, chat. Break. And then get back into an afternoon session, right? I got told that um, it was the first one of these type sessions that Judd had um, participated in. And they got up there for lunch and um, there were probably, well, Judd might have been 12th in line to walk through the Bay Marie, right? And um, several, so several other, several, all the players before him had already loaded up their plate, you know, potato salad and bloody this and whatever. Judd gets up and he walks past the potato salad. He doesn't have the salami, the cold cut salami. He has whatever he has, right? And there were four or five blokes were looking at what Judd put on their plate, right? L- looking at what Judd put on his plate. And then he went and sat down on the table. They went back, scooped the potato salad back into the thing, put the salami back, and put on their plate what Judd had on his plate. Well, that's cel- celery and carrots. Whatever he had. I don't know what he had. Now, I don't know how much mayo's been put on that story, <laughs> but that was the sort of – that was how they stepped back and absorbed what he brought to the table. I want to be like him. Mm. So you can understand maybe why on game day – they did because Judd wanted to do it all. He wanted to be. He wanted to be the man, and he, he felt, probably felt like he, he was had, the man. He probably felt like he had to be the man, you know. But now that there's not, you know, that figure in this team, they're all chipping in and doing their bit. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. It's a really good point. Yeah, Whoever made that point. So, oh, I can't remember who made the point. Hey, don't forget Black Velvet Coffee. Ten percent discount on all orders placed on their website, blackvelvetcoffee.com.au, by entering the discount code Carlton Show upon checkout. Ten percent off all retail bags of coffee purchased in store by mentioning the cup. So you go in there, you get a bag of their coffee. I'll have two bags of that. By the way, I listen to the Carlton Show. Happy days, ten percent off. No, that bloke over there has never heard of the show before. He's paying full tote odds. You, because you're one of us, ten percent off. And don't forget, if you're a cafe owner listening to this and you're interested in talking to the good people, Darren and his team, at blackvelvetcoffee.com.au about changing your coffee over to Black Velvet Coffee. They will give you an outstanding deal and some gifts. They're very good on the gifts. They give those, those little uh, cups. Yeah, the cups, cups are beautiful. Really cool. yeah. um, they'll give you some gifts uh, for turning your business over to Black Velvet. So blackvelvetcoffee.com.au. Mention the Carlton Show. Buy your coffee from there. Away you go. Um, anything else? From the game before we get stuck into the votes. Anything not, else? Not really. Tommy no. Williamson, is it time for a spell? Possibly. We oh, keep going with him? I th- Do you just need a little break, like a week I, off? I would give him a week off. Yes, I would. I would, personally. But that's that's just me. Um, VFL, anyone like smacking oh, the door down to take his spot? Who could play a rebound role off halfback? Could Sam Kerridge play that role? He's not as good a kick as Tom Williamson, but could he could he play that role? No, no the only one that can play that role would be uh, Gus Sheehan. Yeah, I think Willow for Sheehan might be worth. Let's have a look a at look him for at. a couple of weeks. Kieran Byrne was careful on the weekend, I reckon. He's careful. He was. He's, he protected the nerve. Second half syndrome. Halfway yep. through the last quarter, he, he, he started committing his body he to the, to the mm. Uh, mm. spot on contest. I, I like that. Mm. I saw Pickett do some nice. Pickett things. Pickett was he's, a he's very exciting. good sign. Yeah. Well, I, so. uh, he, he, I'll tell you what. If he has another game like that, if Jared Pickett has one more game like that. Mm where he chases blokes down, lays tackles, hits the scoreboard. 
They'll give him another crack. They, they, he's the sort of player they yeah. want. They oh, want yeah. They they, want to him... Absolutely. Yep. Yep. He will get another crack, yep. I, I reckon, this year. Mm. Um, when, I don't know. Uh, the three workhorses, the obvious, uh, Graham, Kerridge and Palmer, all had you know, big uh, possession games. But, you know, the Werribee blokes got them they at did. the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, if you want to – they had good games – but the Werribee blokes got on top and uh, had better games. The ball. Yeah, I think, I think they, so. They, yeah. Can I just point out one thing that Showed happened in that game? Oh, in, oh, any observations from the VFL boys, feel free to mm. load up. The first half of Andrew Swallow was huge. He was probably BOG to halftime. Until Paulson went there. Did you see what happened in the third yeah, quarter? Paulson went there. I thought oh, it was really good coaching. Oh, was it? What? Uh, education. Mm. Had yeah. four possessions in the third quarter. Took him out of the game, Paulson. I thought yeah. he, he sacrificed his own game, which... Um, is a really good sign oh, for a young fella. Yeah, really good definitely, sign. Definitely, definitely. Because I think when mid or so-called midfielders come into um, VFL, AFL level, they have to understand you're not just going to come into our side as a midfielder and just think you can do whatever you want. You've got to learn defensive aspects of your game. Mm-hmm. You've got to go. We want you to go and play on these superstars. And not, Respect not the opposition. Respect them a bit more. So I, I think it's great because he was early in the season. He was getting his twenty-seven, twenty-eight possessions or whatever. He sort of lost that ability to to win the ball. Uh, and now they've probably said, you know what, we'll give you a few run, run with rolls. Hey, mate, Who knows? Not, he might be the next Ed Kerno. He might be feeling. You the don't pinch. know. He might be feeling the pinch. He played well, nine forty last yeah, year. He, could, he, be, he yeah. could be feeling the pinch. You know. Yep. Um, Phillips was massive until he got injured. Until thought, he got injured. Yeah, oh, he was Simon clear. White. Was, Simon White was a general down there. I thought he, he was pretty solid. Uh, yeah, he, he was until close. that bloody 50. That he, he went very away. close. That, that 50 he gave away was... He went very close to was, doing something pretty stupid there, Whitey. Mm. I thought the, he, on the umpire? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he made contact. Right. He did. And, now, and I don't know like, if it's going to get looked at, but... Uh, it was, he was flying close. And you can understand his frustration, but he... He didn't. That's what I'm talking about. The 50 metre penalty yeah. cost us a goal. As I don't know. Yeah. Uh, look, he was okay. Uh, Mackay had a reasonable game. It was, a, clo- it was a close game. It was one of those. Nearly- one goal, four. He dominated one goal. again in the air. He one goal, four. Kick. One goal, five. It's not. He's got good. to. He's got to get the kick. You're right. It's not good enough. But I think they'll be happy. He's taking shots at goal. Yeah, I know, Dad. Mate, it's he could come goal. in the in the seniors next week. Have three shots of goal. Kick three straight. No doubt. No doubt. That, so, that's an you don't know. Right. That's, that's the, that's he's actually a beautiful kick. He's got a kicking coach. No, he's a beautiful Get kick. Get it right, mate. We're yeah, halfway no, through he, the season. He is a beautiful kick. I think he is a good kick. I, I just He just misses too many. I don't yeah. know that, mate. Well, the last, that's happening every week. The last yeah. quarter and a half, the two Ruckman went down, or Gorringe went down again. Now, Daniel Gorringe, jeez, can he get some injuries, yeah, no, that boy? Um, so we had to throw in Kerr and Christian Jacks in the Ruck the last quarter and a half. So that... That was against uh, Proust and, oh, and, and Jack Tor. It's like so, they're AFL Ruckman. You yeah, know? That, yeah, that was you're up against it there. Yeah. So anyway, look, they they lost their first game in people six people weeks. who people who that's right. And, they, and you know what? They they looked like a team that was getting in its own way at times, mm. and they still they still kick ninety points, and they still. Yeah, with 15 minutes to go, we're a chance of winning the game. So they went over 100. Mate, oh, did they get over 100? In I the think end? so. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to keep. It's hard to win week in week out. It was out a respectable loss. I think so. But, but we've got. It's a very compressed competition yeah, in the yep, NFL yep, now. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You don't want to be losing teams two or three below in a row. them are starting to push up. They found their second wind. Yep. Yeah. Uh, look, it's going to be an interesting yeah. season down there. Uh, they missed Liam Jones. 
Mm. We're glad we've got him in the seniors, but they missed the play a lot. Yeah, Macca made it. McCroney made a couple of blues, but mm. he, he kept whacking away. You know, like he's he's a kid. But in terms of like reading the play down back and having the intercept marks, like they they were getting in really easy from probably the second quarter onwards. I didn't see a lot of intercept marks from our blokes. Well, you know, there's no Alex Silvani, there's no mm. Liam Jones. Like they've That's lost, they've lost, That's you know, some pretty exactly. key personnel. Oh, absolutely. Trickle, no, we we wanted down. we wanted to play mm. finals footy. I think it's really important that the Northern Blues play some finals footy and uh, expose, you know, the Carlton players to, you know, some high-level VFL mm. football at the end of the season. Yeah. Oh, that's what we're all hoping for. I think that, you know, makes... Just back to the seniors quickly. Yep, yep. Uh, just the, the Kerno brothers when they oh, yeah, was combined and yeah, yep. the cuddle. Yep. That was... Nice moment. Ah, oh, grouse. Yep. And listen, hey, Charlie, I'm told Charlie had a bit of gastro in the lead-up to the game. And was touch and go. As he was latest. respectable. I think he was too. So now whether whether pop. that's right or wrong, I think he's in me votes. Well, I've got all of them in mind. I've got again. I'm a bit of a soft. I'm a bit. I'm a bit of a softy. I reckon when it comes to winning games. Well, I, I left three out. Yeah, and no, I'm a bit, fair enough. A bit worried about leaving. No, no, one don't of them leave. Out, but, uh, no, no, that's all right. Um, anything else before we get to the votes? What have I got? Scam me book here, Jones. Just a few pros and cons. Yeah, go on. Uh, pros. We are the sum of our parts. Contested possession. Uncast. Contested possession, the one percenters, the backs, the inside mids, the outside mids, the rebound half backs, the now even the small forwards coming into it. So we're building we're building a, a nice uh, rounded sort of structure of our football team. Uh, work rate, team ethics, structure, sacrifice, no weak links. Uh, we dominate our opponents for seventy percent of the game. Finish off the game strong. Now we know we can going forward. Uh, starts are critical against these types of teams. We stymied them early. St Kilda and Port Adelaide were earlier examples of times that we didn't do that. Um, and we're creating lots of inside 50 opportunities. So really, if we capitalise on them, and I, and I mentioned earlier, we... we we stuffed up. Sorry, oh, sorry, no, sorry. That's that's beer talking. You are now. You're a we two. We stuffed two. up. Gecko two. Ma one. Bagsy one. We stuffed up at least, <laughs> well, close to ten set shot at goal or potential set shot at goal opportunities. That's ten goals. Okay, ten goals we're potentially capable of going. Now, from the cons, cons. Yep, we're unable or incapable of killing off the opposition at the moment when we have hold of the game. We've just got to learn to do that. Yeah, that'll come. Um, I reckon that'll come. Yeah, I think there's a that'll few come. teams that have got that, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's in that type of the year. I mean, geez, oh, we're, we're right in Richmond. They were six goals up against Sydney, mm. and they got beaten. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you know. that, that's pretty much all yeah. I wanted to add. Oh, <clears throat> I just thought that, yeah, halfway through the third, we're game high of 29 points up. Uh, halfway through the last... They've hit the front. Hmm. That's 20 minutes of footy. Yep. They got us. Yep. It's all about not creating that buffer. Momentum's a well. pig of a thing in sport, it's, like, Yeah. It's, a pig. But it's big in We should have had a bigger buffer. That's that that is true. Thing. No, that's true. No, that goes to your point, one of the points oh, you made. Put it on the board when I you agree. get the opportunity. I agree. They yeah, should yeah, never yeah. have got in there. Uh, look, it's testament to the way we are now. I think one of the commentators said, we are a very hard team to play against. Yep. And even score against. So that was... Pretty much, so, it, to be honest. I'll say, I, one, I I'll say thought, one more thing. Mm, mm. If you're an opposition team and you don't come to play when you roll up against us, if you don't come to play because you undervalue who you think we are, you're in trouble. You'll get beat. Okay, can I tell you something? 
I don't know how many people listen to this. Probably not many. And I, I, I don't say this to um, Pot Heath Grundy, but we interviewed Heath Grundy today on the pre-game on SEN before the Western Bulldogs-Melbourne game. And somebody, Spud said, or someone asked him, oh, who's the best time you played this year? Who's the best time you played, right? And he went, oh, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, West Coast were pretty good over there. Uh, yeah, Adelaide were pretty good. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, well, Carlton stitched them up, right? And then somebody said, oh, right, Mari wants you to mention Carlton. What about Carlton? You know what Heath Grundy did? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Yep. That was his, That was basically his answer. Okay. That was his answer, mate. Mm. So there you go. To your point, kick man. Oh boy. Uh, so great. I, I, want, I want to just want to do this right. When Jack Silvani kicked the goal, only because I made a point of doing it at the time. Silvani kicks the goal, the snap to put us up by eight. I wrote, okay. I wrote now defend. Don't let him out. Right. Don't we just defend? We have to defend. And what I made a note of to myself was every time I saw a key defensive play that Carlton stopped Gold Coast from getting out the back or progressing, stopped any forward momentum they might have had. I was just going to write the bloke's name down. Right? So there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I bet, uh, you, I bet you I've got one, two, three, four, five, five of them. Okay. So I, got, I wrote there were eight key defensive plays made by Carlton players that stopped Gold Coast. Because remember how we, early in the last quarter, we'd kick one and then bang, they kick one yeah, straight away. Yeah. We did it twice. Oh, yeah. So I didn't want that to happen. So I said, right, now. now. Don't let Now's it. Now's the don't. time. Put the wall Stand up. up. Put Stand the wall up. up. Yep. Here are the names. Simo, Doc. Chick. Simo, Doc, Jones, Samo, Simo, Simo. Mm. Mm. Okay. He was prevalent. He just, key plays. Not, not... Cheapies sideways, get in the way, stop the man, stop the team, hold the line, win the game, and that's what they did. And, and I love the and fact, that's, and that's why he's going to be our next three hundred game player. Oh, mate, of course he will be. Um, and we'll all be there. No, you know, here, let's make a pledge. No matter where that game is, let's go. If it's in a state, let's go. I don't care where it is. We're the going. Simo, yeah, I'll, be there. We're right. I'll be there. Um, votes. Lukey, we appreciate the fact that you had some work to be done in a state. We put the pressure on poor old Lukey Ryan. But he responded. You nailed him. He did. I did. I did nail him. Uh, But he responded. Good on you, Luke. So we really appreciate it. Luke Ryan is doing our votes, and he started up his own Twitter account called The Carlton Show Best and Fairest. Mm. So if you just want to know what the votes look like, subscribe to his um, that Twitter page, and you can just get the votes. So get... You go okay. first, as I burp like a stupid prick. Over here. Uh, votes. Four votes for this round. I have Bryce Gibbs, who I would have given five votes to if that was possible. He was probably exceeded even our uh, other four voters, who were Simo and Doc. So four votes, Gibbs, Simo and Doc. Three votes to Cripps, Murph, Kerno, Cruz, Jones. Uh, two votes to Lamb, Thomas... Thomas, we didn't mention. No, we should have. Should have. No, no, you should have. Oh, we good did. On your days. We, we, we mentioned him with the hit on Sard. So. Yeah, he but was, his game was good. Yeah. Clever, clever and creative. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Good on your Daisy. Keep going, mate. Plowman, Wright, SBS, Fish, Levi, and Sauce. All, all two votes there, and one vote each to Bokehurst, Marchbank, Charlie, and Weeders. Good. Okay. Well, 
I just want to make a point that last time we did these votes against Gold Coast, nine players got a vote Jeez. from me. I've given 19. What round was that? Do you remember? Round four. Round four. I've got a new book there, and I've got nine players written down. And it wasn't complimentary to most, I've got to say. I was very, very harsh. This time I've got 19. Maybe I'm getting soft in me old age. No, I had 20. I had 20. There you go. Yeah, I've got them all. Okay. I've got Gibbs four, Simo four, Doherty four, Jones four. Liam Jones four. Liam Jones four. Baz has given Liam Jones four. <laughs> okay, we'll keep going. Crips, oh, Crips three. Cruiser three. That's our first third person reference, by the way. <laughs> you're talking about yourself in the third person. Well, okay, right. sorry. Yep. Uh, where am I up to? That means you're getting ahead of yourself. Right. Crips and Cruz. Crips and Cruz three each. Right. Uh, Lamb three. Uh, responded to the no tackles, and I thought his game was good. Uh, Thomas three. So Jack Sulani three, Murphy two, Ed Kerno two, Charlie Kerno two, Marchbank two, Plowman two, Bokehurst two, Weedering two, Wright two, SPS two, Fisher two. I only missed out on three players. Sorry guys, it's it's you know, that's uh, why the cookie crumbles. That's, that's the way it goes. Okay, so. My, uh, I'm like you, I would have given Gibbs five if we could have. And unfortunately, he's compressed the votes. Mm. Uh, I can only give, I gave him four, obviously. But he was so good that no one else deserved four. He had to be standalone four because he was, I just think he was so good. Yeah, I, I see your thinking. Do you know what I mean? Like, I see your thinking. No, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, okay. Yeah, so he had yeah. to be, if four is the most you can give, he was then there are other outstanding players, but they can only get was, three compared yeah. to Gibbs. So yeah, okay. Gibbs gets the four standalone. Bryce, I just thought it was a magnificent game. I gave a bunch of blokes three uh, because I thought, for all different reasons, I gave Cripps, Cruiser. Can I say Cripps and Cruiser? You talked about Simpson and Doherty. Mm. Cripps and Cruiser after half time in particular, they dug in. Yep, he they did. They dug in. He had 10 to half time crips, and I, I remember saying I in, felt mate. that he was a bit below yep. standard. Yep. His second half, he got to work. And I don't he think, really got I to don't work. think either Ruckman for either side had much of an impact in the first half. I was watching them closely because, you know, we invested in Cruiser from an all Australian mm-hmm. perspective. And I thought, oh, they both were just on the periphery of the game a little bit. Um, I thought after halftime, Cruiser really just became an overwhelming influence. And so Cripps and Cruiser, Jones got three, Doherty three, Simo three, Ed Kerno three, Murphy three, and Jack Silvani three. Just impact. Don't worry about the numbers. Impact on the game. I thought it was a profound impact he had. Two votes to Plowman and Marchbank, who are just, they're like an accountancy firm or a legal firm. Well, you got a problem with your taxes? Go to Plowman and Marchbank. Um <laughs> You need to get a divorce? <laughs> Go to Plowman and Marchbank. They'll sort you out. Um, Plowman, Marchbank. Oh, Jesus. Old Hollow Wicks has shot the piece. Some, got, some plum, oh. got some plumbing to do. Oh, he's just had to remove himself from the roof. Uh, two votes to Plowman and Marchbank. Uh, two votes to Daisy, to Jed Lamb, and to Samo Petreski seaton um, Again, the, the management of the kids mm. is going to be important throughout the year. And they just made the right call. They made the right call. They they assessed what he needed, and that was a week off. They didn't play him, and they brought him straight back in. They brought him straight in round one, off no preseason, and he was just beautiful. He mm. was beautiful. He was beautiful. 
Does Does Silvani get the rising star this week? Does he become number four? Gee, I didn't even think about him. Does he um, become number four? Yeah, he's well, got to be he's a big got a, chance. Wow, I didn't even think about him. Got to be a big chance. He's got to be in the mix, doesn't he? Uh, one vote to all the others. And you're all crucial at various stages for chains and team support and group support. Bokurst, Weedering, Fisher, Charlie, Levi, who would have got three votes had he kicked straight and used the ball better. Dave Cunningham for your pressure acts. You know, 20 of them's massive, mate. I know you didn't get the touches that you would have liked, but just keep whacking away and be in the middle of all of that. Tommy, you know, because he was in the team and he did his job, and I think he needs a spell, but, um, you know, how we feel about you, Tom, if you're listening to the podcast. And Matty Wright kicked a beautiful goal in the third mm, quarter. Mm. His goal was, you know, just – he was – he's just a pro. He does his bit every single week, and um, – I love him. I love him. If everybody, if every player comes to the Carlton Footy Club from another club and gives what Matthew Wright gives, and that is pretty much everything they've got to give. Well, his career, was, his career was gone, wasn't it? Absolutely. So Do you know that he's kicked more goals now in the forty-six. Yep, than, than any, any other any player other, yeah. in the history of football, mm. not just the Carlton. In the history of the AF, VFL AFL, I, I didn't really know a lot about Matty Wright, but I think That's he had good nine, footy. He had ninety-eight games at Adelaide and kicked about one. Played, no, he was a good player. He was kicking about one yeah, and a half. Yeah, he was. I, if he was still there now, you'd be talking about him the way they talk about, oh, you know, Rory Atkins and Rory, or maybe not Rory Laird, but, you know, those yeah, outside, yeah, the sort yeah. of peripheral players at Adelaide. You'd yeah, be talking no, no, about no. him the same I, way. I, I, he's been a revelation for us. Richmond, uh, how big? Go on. I was just going to say that um, Early in the year, when we all made sort of predictions of what was going to happen this year in terms of wins, losses, and how we're going to oh, go. Oh, that's, that's right. We need to talk about something. I sort of, um, I think I was on the record at saying that I thought the first half was going to be reasonably slow. You did and, say and this, I thought the it? second half would be better. But when we had the first half that we did and we won three games, <laughs> you did say this. I, I looked at the, the um, fixture in the second half and I thought, oh, where are these wins going to come from? You know, like maybe another two or three. That means probably going to have the same half as what we had the first half. Well, we've just come off the bye and had two wins. Yep. So we could easily have a better second second half than the first half. And that just, to me, it means that guys, um, the team is building. They're understanding each other. 2020. 2020. 2020. I know what you're thinking. Go on. And I heard what you said a couple of weeks ago when you just let it slide through to the keeper. What, what was that? You think something? You said I think something special could happen in twenty twenty. But I, I do, I do, I but do. Anyway, Andy, that's, that's I really do. I, I think. Um, Will we still you, be you know, in twenty twenty doing this? No, oh, who knows? But I, show. That's just a. That's just a perception that I have. That I'm oh, sorry, when, I, when, I interrupted you. Then. No, 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 no. When I sat down and and did that, Andy, I I looked at what we possibly going to have in 2020 bearing in mind I don't even know who's going to come to the club in the next three years and I can only imagine that the way we are at the moment we're starting to I would say we're in a are we becoming an attractive club or not well on and off the field now uh, I say that with with, with open-ended questions no yes we are yes we are for anyone that notices look at me yes we are Okay, so we are becoming an attractive club yes. for, for for players to yes. come to. Yes, Bagsy. Well, yes. Then, well, then I think some good players might come to our club. Yes, we are. 
I'll tell okay. you what. There, I, I believe there's you. There's a lot of people out there in the and media. And I know what you're talking about. Thank you. There are a lot of people out there in the media who continue to not see the obvious. No, but they're not done This look, look, I'm a member of the fraternity, right? So, unfortunately, the media is 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 a different beast these days. The media doesn't like talking about the, the football media doesn't like talking about football very much. Mm. And they like the, the 24/7. Yep. Oh, they'd rather no, talk they, about they, all they'd the shit that goes on. Of course they would. They like talking about shit. They'd rather talk about you know what Robbo said about um, and how he behaved himself regarding uh, Alex Solo oh. for a week mm. than they would about a team that's sitting seventeenth on the ladder let's or sixteenth. Let's talk football. So that is why this podcast exists. That's why we started doing it because we talk because, football because no one was talking about Carlton, right? So no one will pay any regard to what Carlton doing until they are, until we are. Playing finals footy, and then they go, "Oh, geez, how'd this happen?" Oh, mm. they'll miss the they'll miss the whole thing. Now, they'll miss it all. We talk about like, it like economists uh, after the GFC. They said, "Oh, yeah, we saw it coming. We didn't hear you before it happened. We heard about it after it happened." You know, you're great. Subprime. In, you're great in subprime. retrospect. Yeah, that's right. Twenty 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 hindsight bullshit. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. We, we, no, that look, is true. We we briefly talked about this before the show, Gex. Before you came in. And I said to Andy, I said, if, if you didn't know too much about footy and the Carlton Footy Club in particular, and you looked at the ladder right now and you saw, oh, Carlton's got five wins and seven losses, whatever they are. And the teams in the eight have got seven wins or six mm. wins. I don't know what they are, the, the team who are eighth. So you'd say, oh, well, this club's got a chance of making the finals. Now, I, trust me, I'm not suggesting we're going to play finals at all. But, Some Carlton supporters are, but we won't. We won't. No, that's so just, we will not be playing no, finals so just this year. stop it. Stop it. If exactly. you're one of those Carlton supporters talking yeah. finals now, yeah. stop yourself. Yeah. Next time yeah. you try, next time you want to have that, yeah, exactly. say that. Stop it. Exactly. Now, just my point is that on pure, you know, when you look at it, and you think, oh well, gee, you're in the mix. We may well be in the mix, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I don't think it is either. But it's not even the end game. Finals in 2017 is not, it's not even, it just doesn't matter. It's not even, it's not what, it's not what this club and this team is about right now. It would actually be less beneficial for us to make the finals this year. In a a funny funny way, way. yeah. We we have to actually be ready and earn it. I agree. In a a funny kind of way, you're kind of absolutely spot on. I agree with that. I agree with that. So yeah, just, yeah, just cool the Jets. But... I might, I might just say your 2020 might be a year early, um, a year late. I hope, I hope I am a year late. Wow. It's a conservative. <laughs> I reckon it wow. might be a conservative I, estimate. I actually was on headline. the cons- Geckman says Carlton will win flag in 2019. That is the headline. No, Take I'm not away. saying. I'm not. I'm just saying we might see the benefits of, oh, I, I of what think. we've created this year yep. earlier than but 2020. But he's right. He's right. No, he's, I, he's, no, re- no, no, he's no. reading between the lines. I was conservative. And I said it because I was given a task. And then when I looked at the team, and that wasn't that's not the, that, that wasn't going to be the team that was going to go out in the park, because we'll have at least eight changes in that side. So a third of that side won't be playing that day mm-hmm. in my book. But I tell you what, if the other two thirds are there, and I think you pointed out, Andy, that's got the nucleus of a fair side mm. in uh, what's that? When blokes have got 70, 80 games, 
uh, and you're throwing the mix of this, that and the other. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't like looking too far down the track, but you have to have some ambition, some goals. You've got to set some goals. And if that's the kind of goal, I, I don't believe that they would set those sort of goals. But if we want to set those goals, we can set them. Oh, they're, 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 they've got their, they've got their eye on the prize, mm, mm. and they they'll have a timeline. Yeah, they'll, they'll have a timeline. They, they know what they've got to do to get these players in to be ready. Mm, mm. They, they need you know thirty to fifty games. I mean, this is what was set out at the start of the year. I mean, it's let's not lose sight of what mm. was set out as a game plan at the start of the year. Third, get, let's get 30 to 50 games. You said it. Mm. You said it in mm. podcast one. Mm. Let's get 30 to 50 games into these bikes. Then we'll know exactly what we've got. Then we'll know what we've got. But all the signs, yeah. though, so far are very, very encouraging. So really, the Western Bulldogs is not really the template because they probably had half a dozen blokes who played under, under, under 30 games in that grand final side last year that I didn't even know their names. Um... That's not really the template. Not not ours. No, not ours. And realistically, that was just one out of the box. Yeah, it was. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, that's it. We're done. Um, we've been going for a while. Uh, thanks for indulging us, folks. It's been another good week. Richmond? Oh, big game. Big game. Oh, I'm going to call the game in Geelong. I can oh. see 180 degrees, complete 180 degrees, almost to the Gold Coast Sort of way. Mm, it's another. It's another great example. Round one, yeah. we weren't ready. Our defence hadn't settled. We hadn't worked out how to play structure backline football. We let too many goals over the back. Yep, it was yep. it was embarrassing Remember how, how many easy happened? goals yeah, they got. Yep, yep. It won't happen this week. And if it's close, we've seen what Richmond has done with close games this year. I'm not saying we're going to win or lose. I'm just going to say. The percentages are looking okay yeah, da, in our side da, da, of the game. I'll say one thing, and one thing only on this game. One man got hold of us in round one. One man mm-hmm. tore us a new one. Yep. That one man must have our main man on him. And 35? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we could tail him, we win the game. <laughs> it's a big week, folks. It'll be a big Sunday. There'll be, you know, God, we'd all be there if we could. Um, and it'll be a massive crowd. And it's a huge game. Uh, it's been fun again, boys. It's good. It's good being a Carlton supporter. Absolutely. It it's Love good it. being a Carlton Love supporter. It. Hopefully you feel the same way, and I'm Starting sure you do. Starting to feel that winning feeling again. It's nice. It's been a while. No, boy, nice. oh boy. But it's about more than that. It's bigger picture. But wins are nice. Geck man, see you next week. Cheerio, Bagsy. <laughs> you are an idiot. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, Black Velvet Coffee is the place to go. If you want your coffee, whether you're a commercial operation or you just like your coffee and you want to buy it for your home, blackvelvetcoffee.com.au. And when you enter the discount code Carlton Show upon checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount. Darren and his team will very much look after you. It's a top-end coffee. Top-end. And it's fresh. It's a top-end coffee. Fresh. Good coffee. Don't underestimate. The stuff you're getting in the jars from the supermarket, stale. It's rubbish. This stuff's fresh. Go help yourself uh, on our account. That's it. We're done. We'll see you next week. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blues. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Gamma Verdian from Dental Lounge. Would you like to increase your success, whether it be personal success or career success? Studies have proven that enhancing your smile can enhance your quality of life in every way. I've seen hundreds of patients for porcelain veneers and smile makeovers with amazing results. Simply tap the banner and book your free consultation and I'll be happy to show you. And best of all, ask about our interest-free payment plans. Dental Lounge Macquarie Street. Create success with your smile. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.